Welcome to the Gig Axon Podcast with Rich Francis and James Liu. The only podcast where digital meets mind. To take part live on our YouTube channel, interact with us, ask questions and play your part in the show, check out our website at www.gigaxon.com for full details. Until then, enjoy the show. They start to lose brand recability and that means that People kind of well know they're there, but because they're not easily accessible, other brands that are will become more common to them and they'll start using those brands in place of the more common high street brands. And that's why you've seen this shift between people shopping in the high street and people shopping online because people can be online anywhere, anytime, where not everyone can be in the high street anywhere, anytime. And this is one of the big fundamental changes with people wanting to shop, with them being able to shop anywhere, anytime, and with the high street still being there, maybe the high street needs to reinvent itself. But currently as it stands, at least in the UK, our high streets are pretty much struggling. And the ones that aren't online, they're the ones that are struggling the most. And that's why it's important that these social media platforms are actually utilized properly. Now, Facebook, as I mentioned on Thursday, is very much a different kind of fish to the microblogging websites, such as Twitter and Instagram. And one of the main reasons why it's so different is because it is more about connecting to your friends and your family. And because of the high security protocols that are around it, they're always about you know, keeping your information quite safe, contrary to the uh, recent allegations, which obviously have hit high courts in America, like we mentioned. But one thing it, it does really do very well is the fact it does really connect people together and communities. And one of the things that's great about it is that sense of community that it can create. Whether it's to do with being an entrepreneur network and community grouping together in order to share ideas and support each other, or whether it's literally just your friends and family. Think about years ago that if your friends and family emigrated abroad, you pretty much lost contact with them. Yeah, you might get a phone call here and there, but you're almost lost contact Try with them. Try a telegram, since... mate. Pardon? Try a telegram back in the day. Telegram. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure telegrams gave tons of information. Um, text mainly, was it? I remember. Got... Rich, you're younger than me, and you're telling me about telegrams. Come on, look. speak up. Tell me more. That's, that's that's called having old-fashioned parents, mate. You see, when you you hear it all at a young age, you know it's like uh, I was always told when I was a kid, you get a telegram from the Queen if you live to a hundred, because it was that rare, you know. Um, so in other words, you're talking about people living abroad. Well, Skype was a game changer, you know. So that was probably about the first time I ever heard where people actually had the true ability to get people in a group and actually have like a group conversation. We use Zoom to like communicate between distances, but that's just another one of the platforms. So if you can imagine, we went back say 30, 40 years, how difficult would it have been to connect with someone? Well, you could have had a phone call, but you'd have to have phoned each and every one of them individual, and you'd have probably have paid a king's ransom, probably of an absolute absurd amount to connect with that pe those people, right? And you still did right. when you had mobiles. So if you remember rightly, when mobile became really popular and everyone started having mobiles, Again, it was still expensive. You had, yes, like the internet oh, yeah. by that stage had been growing, but 
like you mentioned there with Skype and a couple of the others, only techie people like myself really were aware of the capabilities of using voice comms, which is what these are, but they're more publicly known types of voice comms um, that would allow you to have these phone calls using an internet line rather than using a paying phone line. And it's only rarely, I think, been the last... Well, when, when did you first hear about this, Rich? Because this would give us a good idea of maybe when it started to hit, hit mainstream. Because I've been using it for a good 20-plus years, so for me, it's hard to really gauge when it maybe came more popular. So for me, I knew about Twitch the second it came out, because obviously I was quite into gaming back then. I knew about Skype probably about four... I'm going to say three slash four years ago when I had friends that were trying to commun communicate with their buddies who just moved to Oz, to Australia, right? And I had no idea about Zoom until I joined this community, right? So I started studying online business because that's the tool they used. So for me, I think it's very much, you know, it depends on each, each to their own. Everyone's different, right? You know, if you... If you're one of these that believes they're what I like to call, and you hear all the time, right, technophobes, then it's highly unlikely until if you've actually ever watched this channel or you've bumped into this video right now, it's very, very unlikely you've ever heard of it at all. So guess what? Game changer. Yes, download Skype or Zoom, and it will change your world if you've got people abroad that you need to talk to. So in the basis of... You know, this, again, it all depends entirely on, on what its use is for. If you want to group a load of people together, Skype, Zoom, two of the obvious ones. If you're a gamer, Switch. Everyone knows of it by now. If they're into games, I doubt I even need to tell them. Uh, anything else, James? Anything else you need to talk about in that area, bud? No, no, sounds good. Sounds on? good. I was just there uh, getting your, your input on how you've how you seen it come out because it's it's hard for me to gauge these things because... I've always been heavily involved in the leading cutting edge side of things. So I kind of approach and hear about these things well beyond or well before they become even, you know, in the forefront of most people's vision. So by the time I've stopped using it, that's when people start using it and it becomes popular. Like Facebook, it's something I first used back in, well, I think it's about 2005, the first time I started using it. Most people back then hadn't even heard of it. Um, and even then, to get access to it then, you had to be in a university because that's how it was. It was it was based at people being in campus and it was a, you know, a way of connecting with your campus friends. Um, it wasn't until later in 2005 that it started to become mainstream and they moved out and made it more public so you didn't have to be part of a university to actually attend it um true 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 so that's what i'm saying it's like so like facebook's just like one example of one of the things that i've been on board of it right before it was even rarely mainstream and when it's become mainstream i've pretty much stopped using it like i've only recently in the last year started using facebook again up until that point i had an account i might have made two or three posts a year on it <laughs> and it was you know, I just didn't use it. I I had it there in case I needed it. And I do have some long-distance friends that, to be fair, I don't think I contacted them through Facebook. But, you know, it was there as an option, I guess. Because it's not the three on your contact list on the right there, is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I do like the way you've got our group group chats like wide open at the bottom there, mate. That did make me laugh a little bit. Oh, I'm not worried about that. Anyone can see that. <laughs> That's because people are talking on it. So yeah, with uh, Facebook, it does tend to pop up the uh, messages all the time, even if you close them, which they were closed at the beginning of this. But so, people... so here's one for you, James. Hit them with this, right? Let's say there's a couple of different scenarios. Let's say you're a small business owner, which is option number one. Option number two, you're a brand new person trying to market a business of some kind, right? And option number three, you are someone who's already fairly au fait with the internet, but wants to know how to get more use out of Facebook. Three different examples. What advice would you give them regarding this on Facebook? How to best you use it? The small business, I would say with Facebook, the thing with Facebook is obviously you've got your friends. Now, there is the, the road to do, like, do you market to your friends? Well, at the end of the day, you do need to change your mindset about how to run your business. Because if you're not, like, proud enough of it to not market to your friends, then you need to question whether or not you've got a business that you're actually willing to get behind. Because if you're not proud of it and you're not willing to get to your friends with it, then realistically maybe you need to think about changing your business because <laughs> at the end of the day though i see it is you should be confident about marketing to anyone including your friends um you know if they're skeptical about your business then prove them prove how good your business is what it is that you have to offer about your business and i'm sure they'll all get on board and support you and the great thing with like facebook in particular is you can share and get them to share with their friends and then it monopolizes out it's a different way of marketing on Facebook. There is a paid side of Facebook as well, which I was going to show you later, but we'll go into it now. I as was going to say, do you want to cover all the paid marketing in another video, mate? Because we can show them things like Google Ads, Facebook marketing, all of that. You can cover it again. I was going to say, just take the three examples and what sort of content, because they're going to have a business page already. It's one of the things they're going to do pretty quick. What sort of content would you stick on your business Facebook business page if they're doing so? It really does depend on the business because if you have a business that has products, physical products, like say this cup, for instance. So if I'm selling loads of these cups, this is an easy product. All I need to do is get a nice professional photo of it taken, which when I say professional, you can literally do it yourself. All you need to do is just get something with a white background and then literally use your iPhone or whatever mobile smartphone you've got and just take a picture of it. Now, once you've got a picture of it, you can literally put, post that actually on your Facebook page and then put an offer on it. Now, the thing is, is people love offers. And if you put an offer on one product, the idea is, is that you probably want a suite of other products. So they see the initial product that's on sale, say, maybe you give it away for free. Maybe you turn around and say, get this free cup. If you, if you, but you spend so much, so it might be spend 10 pounds, you get a free cup. Now, I say, you know, get a free cup. These cups that you could probably get shipped in from China cost about, like, less than 50p each. So oh. it's only 50p out of your profit out of something that you can make a bigger profit on the back end by selling, you know, bigger ticket items. Future sales, things like that, et cetera, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, firstly, all you're doing is enticing your audience on by saying here's a part of a free product that you can possibly have, um, these are all my other offerings as well. 
that's a classic thing that most businesses do. And when you look online, you'll notice it yourself now that I've mentioned it to you, that normally what they'll try and do is firstly get your attention. Once they've got your attention, which is the hardest thing to do, then they'll start looking at how they can use your attention bestly. Now they'll be very conscious of the fact that firstly, your time is very precious to you. So they'll know that they need to go out there and give you something that's relevant. Now, target marketing, which is something that me and Rich heavily do, is something where you look at a person's demographic and look at what it is they're trying to view. Now, that gives you an idea where their mindset is, but also maybe what they're looking to get. And from doing that, you can then try and target that person if you've got a relevant product that would suit them that you might think might get their attention, essentially. Does that cover point one? Well, I was going to say, here's the other thing, because this is something I hear a lot from business owners as well, is they tend to do nothing but plaster their own products on there. Now, although this is good because you're getting your products out there and you're doing almost a bit of brand awareness, they're becoming aware of what products there are. Here's the thing. If you keep seeing the same thing, nothing but someone selling products, how easy and how quick is it to start going, oh, God, not again, right? And you become almost ad blind. So what would you suggest? What other content could they post in order to make you more likely to come and check their page out again and hopefully then to go on and make a purchase? Good question. Again, it's relative to what products they're selling, of course. I'm trying to think of that. Well, as you're thinking... I'll give you my thought, if you like. Yeah, go on. Because I'm, I'm curious. Because <laughs> you're going so, down the line, I wasn't expecting you to go down. So I want to. I'm merely thinking, how much can we give these guys? Because if someone's generally, they might, if, if they, they do this and they follow that advice, they may do nothing but post their own products and say sale, sale, sale. In which case, people just get sick of it. Because I see it all the time and actually ditch these, ditch these pages because I get sick of it. So here's the thing, right? Think firstly, what is my product? Okay, and the per people that are going to go and buy my product. What things are they interested in? So let's take a really good example. Let's take golf, right? I'm a golfer, okay? I absolutely love it. And let's say it's a company that's selling me golf products, okay? So what does that golfer want? Well, that golfer probably wants to get better. Maybe they want new equipment, but they don't want to be told to buy new equipment every five minutes because then they just go, oh, for God's sake, really, again? What if you were to give them something that's going to make their life easier. Let's say, as a golfer, nothing is worse than going out there and hacking up and having a horrific day, right? That, to me, is the definition of a nightmare. So what if you're in a position to be able to give free advice in short clip videos over the next 14 weeks, once a week, at the same time, on the same day, you drop a 15-minute instructional video on how to cure a certain problem, right? You're giving them something to come in and check in on a regular basis, which is really important, by the way, because it's going to become a habit. Every week, they're going to check in to see if you've put anything new. So they're then going to come to your account every single week on the same time, see what you're offering, you're giving them something, they go away and practice it and go, oh my God, that was amazing. That cured my problem. Are they now more likely to come and make a purchase 
every time they go there because they now think this guy knows what he's talking about. I love it. And they will reward you by buying your products and become loyal to your products, which means you've already captured their attention. You've captured the money, the sales, and they will brag to their friends about where they got their information from. Cha-ching, multiple sales. Good, good, good. I like it. What can you do with your product? Now, that it, that's interesting, actually, because that's, that is something that um, does work actually really well. Uh, something that I'm aware of, but if I'm honest, I actually totally forgotten about it. So thanks for reminding me of that. Uh, hey, remember, thing. I'm the creative one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so as you can see, the, there's no right or wrong way of doing this. And as Rich pointed out, if you do something that is too monopolous or too tiresome to your audience, your audience will tire to you. So there's one thing winning the audience, the actual attention but there's another thing keeping it and that keeping it is probably one of the hardest things to do so if you follow rich's technique that you just mentioned there what that'll actually do is build almost a friendship between you and your consumer because not only are you trying to add value to by you know giving them goods but you're actually adding another type of value a value of actually like your brand and what you can provide them in extra information surrounding whatever, whatever it is. So if that means, like Rich mentioned, give going out there each week and providing some like new informational content that helps them better understand either the product or how to maybe use that product better, then everything you know is a winner on that. Because like Rich mentioned, the more that you can get someone on board, and then they brag to their friends. Well, that's priceless marketing. Because that's the type of marketing that any massive corporation or any type of big brand would love and bite your arm off to have. Because free advertising is the best advertising. Is that not right, Rich? Huh. Ask yourself this. If you said you can have £100 worth of sales and pay 15 quid for it, or you can have £50 worth of sales and another £50 worth of sales from my five friends, and it hasn't cost you anything, what do you think? Definitely. <laughs> it's a good one. So, Rich, you don't want me to go on to the uh, paid marketing today. Do you want me just to stay on the free side? I just think we should keep that for one whole show where we can hit some of the key areas and we can give them a real basic overview of how each of them work. So if any of them decided, hmm, this business stuff is good and I'm enjoying using these different platforms for my business, but what if I want to put a bit of investment in and get something from it? But I feel that in this show, we're not going to give enough detail. So I think we should just save it for one full show and give them the full works. Okay, so today's just an overview, by the way, guys, of the social media platform and how you can use it for your business. In one of the future shows, what I will be doing, and I don't mean just one of the future shows, in future shows, I will be taking each one of the platforms and taking you through from scratch how to set up an account and how to use it for your business. The idea of tonight's show is to actually go through the actual social media platforms, and then it was also to go over the money size, but I won't do that because uh, Rich wants us to do that in one show by itself, which I can understand because, to be fair, we spent about half an hour and um, we've literally just stayed on the social side of things. 
if I went on to the other side, which is actually a, a lot bigger, <laughs> um, yeah, you can understand that the show would probably go on for a few hours, if not more. Um, and that's literally going just the overview, what they do, how each one of them do it. So we're probably actually going to have to split this up quite a bit, just so that we don't overwhelm you with the amount of information that actually there really is within all of this. Um, so what other platform haven't I covered? Well, there are still two others, and one of them we didn't actually cover on Thursday's show, which actually after the show really annoyed me because it's actually, I think, one of the most important ones, depending on really what you want to do as a brand, and that's LinkedIn. Now, many people do know LinkedIn. Some people may not if they've never been near corporate, but I would say even a lot of people that haven't gone near corporate are aware of LinkedIn. Rich, you're not corporate, but you're pretty familiar with LinkedIn, aren't you? I'm very familiar with LinkedIn, and I'm also familiar that it's a very underused area. Now, I'm equally as guilty to that statement in truth because I don't actually use it in my own business. Now, there's a simple reason behind that, and that's because... I've never had a corporate career like yourself, James. You've worked in corporates, therefore you're pretty familiar with you know, how that works. Therefore, the people that you're likely to get on with better based on such things as law of attraction, on the same process as you, know, you become the average of your five biggest influences, blah, blah, blah. I can go on all night about that, but we're not going to. So based on that, the people you are likely to relate to most are likely to be on LinkedIn because they're likely to be in corporate. For me, it's not quite the same, therefore I don't use it. However, don't underestimate it because if you have been in corporate careers or a lot of your friends are in this kind of area, then this is the sort of business that you absolutely cannot miss. And as you can see of this, like this, this is just a company page. Now, this is actually something I just set out quickly before the show started because um, we I actually hadn't put us on LinkedIn yet. Um, but at the same time, this is, like Rich said, a big thing, depending on really what it is your business is trying to achieve. James, sorry to interrupt, bud. Can you just do a very quick sound check? Because I've just actually had a couple of messages come through from some of our audience members saying that they're having no sound. Can you just do a very quick check? Sound. Yeah, this should be sound coming through. Okay. No worries, I'll let them uh, Did they say specifically about what? <laughs> no sound at all or bad sound? They were just giving it, it was a very simple description. Guys, I have no sound. <laughs> uh, I can only think, how long ago was that from though? Was that from like when I, right near the beginning of the show or recently? From them. I'm just about to hit, I'll hit them up on my phone and message and find out. I'll mute out, carry on. So, yeah, so with regards to LinkedIn, LinkedIn is very much underused in some ways, but it's not in other ways. You've got to remember that LinkedIn is very much a professional network. So think of Facebook as your friends and family. LinkedIn is your business friends and family. <laughs> and when I say business friends and family, I mean like the ones that you spend and if you're going out to the office every day, they're your friends and family that you spend virtually most of your time with because let's be honest we spend most of our time in work so you know this is kind of around that type of area but with LinkedIn itself it has a lot of potential in if you're trying to do business to business sales LinkedIn has a great thing where you can actually 
find people of common interest and either sell your products to them or make partnerships. So whether or not you've got like two businesses and one's a, a marketing business and another one is a shop, that marketing business might do some lookups about businesses that are, you know, trying to just like go about their normal daily lives, but don't have like marketing um, infrastructures based within them. And then they might offer their services to them. Now, a good way of doing that is through LinkedIn profiles, because you'll be able to, through um, your first contacts, second and third, which are ways that connect people together, you can make contact either with the marketing or CEOs of businesses directly and ask them whether or not they're interested in um, any business partnership or collaboration. Now, one of the things why it is underrated is because the LinkedIn does actually have a paid side as well. And Rich probably won't let me speak about that, so I won't go too much into detail about that. But essentially what that does is it's very much like any of the other pay platforms. It allows you to put advertising up onto LinkedIn. So that means that while people are looking around, um, you can target specific type of demographics and that then just allows you to get your product or whatever it is you're trying to get in front of them and try and gain their attention. So that's LinkedIn anyway. And as I said, there isn't really too much to talk about with regards to it. It's very similar to the rest of the platforms. It's most similar platform to it is Facebook. I'm just going to jump in, dude. Um, I think you covered an awful letter, but there is one major thing I should probably point out. How does the content you post, okay, on LinkedIn differ between YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, bearing in mind what kind of content you usually post here, just for a complete newbie who probably may have never used this? So... LinkedIn is different in the sense that the content that goes onto a post is generally like a blog. So you really need to have content outside of LinkedIn in order for you to be able to post a decent type of post in it. Um, unlike the other social medias where it's all about putting the content within the post and the post holds all the information, LinkedIn tends to prefer you to have links out to your business website. So say, for instance, we've got Gigaxon and I was to post um, a blog up about upcoming uh, changes in Gigaxon and how we were trying to, um, for instance, hit more corporate fields and how we were going to maybe achieve that. Now, one way I do that is I create a white paper, which is a business term for a blog, <laughs> um, which is a story. Um, and that, that story will contain information um, that will be about that, that, that topic. Now, because obviously that actual real post is on your website, what you do when you come to LinkedIn is you come onto it and you link to, back to that post and then just put some comments about the actual post. Now, that kind of seems like, well, what are you actually doing then on LinkedIn? There isn't actually a, a real way to post. Well, in some ways, there isn't. LinkedIn is about really connecting businesses and people. And its posts, again, they're about connecting things from the outside and bringing them in for other people to see. And the only ones that actually see it are the connections. 
unless you go down the lines of paid. So when it comes to LinkedIn, the more connections you've got, the better. Um, there are limits to how many connections you can have, which I believe is 5,000 connections. Um, obviously, it'll take quite a while to get up to that, but there are people that do reach that limit. And that's because they are literally trying to market and they know that they have to have connections with everyone. Now, as long as you're a connection, either up to the third row, then people will see your posts. So the idea is that you strategically place yourself in the highest areas you can within each business. So that means if you're friends or you can connect, because they're not friends on LinkedIn, they're just connections, um, what you want to do is you want to connect with the CEOs of each business because essentially if you connect with the CEO of each business or heads within each business, likelihood is is they'll be literally connected to most of the people, if not all of the people below them. So if you head for the highest person, that means you're going to have the most amount of connections. Where if you head for the lobby, the person at the very, very bottom, likelihood is, is they might be connected with a couple of people around them. They might be connected with like the MD, the managing director, or they might be connected with a director, but they're not going to be connected with everyone in the business. Where when you connect with the person at the top, you've got a bigger likelihood of connecting with a lot more people. And that's because of the way that like most business structures work, that it all filters down from the top. And LinkedIn is very much the same. How was about that? That cover it? One interesting fact worth adding is LinkedIn actually has its own learning program attached. Now, it was actually down as um, Linda, so Microsoft Linda, for anyone who's ever heard of it. But recently, it's now changed across to LinkedIn Learning. So as you can see in the top right corner, just above where it says Viewers Admin, there's actually a learning section. Now, I think we can cover this in a lot more detail for another you know, video further down the line, but they do actually have something where... <laughs> <laughs> The reason the reason you're seeing this screen, which is really not ideal, as I don't know how like allowed this is and stuff, but you know, um, <laughs> basically because we're a part of an online community, we get free membership to it. But normally, oh, you get a free this? trial, and then you would pay to actually Oops. gain access to it. And they have like thousands of different courses where you can actually learn pretty much anything i think from like what we got here seo to this to that to marketing this to it really is endless and i mean i'm gonna let james just read it off the front of the website <laughs> it's the best shout because oh there we go so what have you what are you studying at the moment mate um project management <laughs> Funny oh, fantastic. Of, so i i recently um i've got back into project management um in order to fund some of my marketing thing for my own businesses but um, so that obviously I can get on board with the techniques because each each businesses that you might go to when you're in corporate may use a different um, framework and project methodology. And the business I work for right now uses a different methodology than I'm familiar with. So I'm actually doing quite a bit of learning at the moment based on the methodology and framework they use. And as you can see at the moment, I've, most of the things I've got up here um, generally around project management uh, and one of the ones I've been doing recently is agile project management within Microsoft project which Microsoft project is a project uh, like word outlook 
that same sort of suite, but this is for the project kind of Gannett flow charts that you can get. And essentially that learning here will actually take me through the full learning suite of how you can actually use the actual product properly. Project. And it's not In just like to... basic stuff. This literally has videos. As you can see, if I just move this out the way a bit, this corner, uh, of all the little areas. So you can see how far I've got through. I've got through the introduction. And to be fair, I'm very strong with this piece of software, but I've never used it 100% very well for Agile. So essentially what I wanted to do is I wanted to learn how to use Microsoft Project in order to be able to uh, use it properly for Agile approach of my project management. So what this allows me to do is to go through each of these little syllabuses and eventually you'll get to the end where you'll probably maybe get a certificate if you're lucky. Um, and obviously by that point, you'll fully know how to use it. And these, these actual videos from um, LinkedIn Learning are rarely in depth and they're taught by experts within their field as well. So it's very similar to if I was to take you through how to use Google Analytics and I created a video for you guys and I took you through literally how to set up from scratch all the way through to the end and then set up a campaign for, for your first campaign, of, you know, for a product that you wanted to do, then this is the same sort of thing. It takes you through the concepts of how to set up from the very beginning all the way through to the very end so that you get a good working product. So it's not just talking about methodology or, you know, talking about the product in any way. It's actually talking about the details of how to set it up, all, all the little special tweaks that you only find out through years of experience of using or through watching videos like this where you get taught by the experts on hand. I think that's a pretty good summary you've given, mate. So to put it really simple, if you're interested in learning more about this, we're not going to go into massive detail. Drop a comment in there and we'll come back to you or we'll shoot a video at a later date. But I just wanted to make people aware that obviously LinkedIn being how it is, they've also established their own learning platform. They have. So and what do you want whilst... to move on to next, bud? So one thing I'll just correct as well, as Rich mentioned, it was known as Linda Learning. On LinkedIn, it was never known as LinkedIn Learning. It was, it's always been known as LinkedIn. Um, it was actually just called LinkedIn. And um, recently they changed it to LinkedIn Learning when they decided to merge what was an outside product with them. And what Rich mentioned about Linda Learning, that was the outside product. So that was... Uh, a separate business at, at some point that was affiliated with LinkedIn and, uh. and later absorbed into LinkedIn. And that's why the two have now merged together and become one because essentially they were doing the same thing. I'll just correct that just so that we don't get trouble for people trolling us about the information being uh, correct. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I was lied to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> How dare they? I'm so, the final one that we'll go on to today then is Pinterest. And as we discussed on Thursday, yes, this is for girls, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why we're on this. <laughs> Neither of us are girls. Hey, I, I, I'm not, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall, I, shall I go get my handbag that you reckon I've got in my wardrobe? <laughs> I, I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, guys, like Pinterest is another great platform. It does depend on rarely what you want to do and what you're trying to get out there from the sounds of things it is very female dominated um and from things i've experienced 
it does tend to lean towards shopping. So if you've got the latest perfume or designer handbags or even clothes type brands that you're trying to get out there and get to eyes, then Pinterest is definitely should be of interest to you if it's towards females. As for the male side of things, well, like I said, I've tried to do some things with it myself, but I have struggled in the past. Rich has had more success than I have. Um, maybe I should just give this account to him and he can just go away and do stuff. I don't know. How yeah, do you yeah, feel yeah, like? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, used about eight months ago and then I saw that scary stat and went, oh my God, what am I doing? And that soon got wiped. I then uh, moved to YouTube and this is the very reason why. Ta-da! <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so I think we've pretty much come to the end of today's show. Um, but we have got one final surprise for you. So we've got one of our good friends and colleagues, Ross, on the actual call today. And when I say call, I mean show, but I call it call because we do this through Zoom. Um, and she's just going to give you some tips of the day. So, Ross, do you want to come out? Uh, do you want to unscreen share, mate? Make it easier for him. There we go. Unmute yourself. Yeah. Hello. So, well, tip of the week. Well, I was just about to talk a little bit about mindset. There are two kinds of mindset. Love it. And um, as we are in this online marketing business, we need to have a good mindset or work on our mindsets, at least. And uh, well, so I've just searched around a bit and there are two kinds of mindsets. There are fixed mindsets. Who believes that that's the way it is. Why change it? You can't change it. And there are growth mindsets. And uh, when you have a growth mindset, you feel like you can develop, you can change, you can uh, learn from stuff you do or don't do. And how do you do that? Well, you need to focus on growth mindset uh, and you need to embrace all the things that is happening to you, uh, the struggling, the challenging things you're going through so that you can change these limited beliefs that you you get from from all these challenges um, and uh, mindset is very important uh, for your personality I can't I can't say I disagree let's be honest I mean to, just to think it's, it's frightening James just you, you know you you've known me for a while now, and so have you Ross you know if you think let's go back to last ooh, I'm gonna say July right when I was probably just about at the stage where I was practicing being on camera and I literally, all I used to have run through my head was, what are they thinking of me? 
seriously and it's like I can't even see anyone and I'm already in the mindset where I'm it's running through my head this little meaning making machine is like dude they think you're making a mess of this what are you doing and I'm like oh dear and it took forever to get away from that stage mm. and it took ages to kind of go right okay look you know you don't know this first and foremost this this definitely you know <laughs> what why would you even think that at the end of the day, not everyone's going to love you. Mm-hmm. I, I've got plenty of people that message me all the time, giving me like, hey, just because they disagree with what I'm saying, right? And that's fine. I'm totally fine with that now. But back then, that would have hurt me massively. And it took a very, very long time to get into this concept of it's like, you can't please everyone. Everyone's heard that saying. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, I was very much in that place where you call it a fixed mindset yeah i'd agree very fixated on the point of it was like you know what is everyone thinking of me and i was absolutely petrified of being judged whereas i found the more that i consistently practiced being on camera the more comfortable i got with it and then as i got more comfortable with that at the same time you know i was meeting lots of different people um and more people were like actually no no no. you know i I quite like what you're talking about you know it makes a lot of sense and you know as you get people that start to agree with you although you've still got people that disagree it enabled me to get into this sort of like rhythm where you know the more i went at it the more i developed the more things i learned the more things i went out and practiced Mm. the easier it got and now i'm at the point where i can jump on here live now and it's just like you don't like me deal with it you know Whereas if you do, brilliant. I hope that everyone who actually watches this takes something from it. You know, not everything I ever say to you, you're going to agree with, but I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, at the end of the day, got any questions or there's something you want to challenge, be my guest, pop it in the comments and I'm more than willing to come back to you. So, Ross, thanks very much for sharing that. I know that you've, um, you've not done this before and it probably was a little bit difficult for you to start with. You know, at the end of the day, I appreciate that. And, uh, Exactly, and it only gets that. it only gets easier. Mm. So you know, thank you very much for doing that tonight. I appreciate it, and hopefully, we'll have you on here a bit more. Yeah, thank you for letting me be. Yeah, yeah. So every the plan is is every week Ross will come on, and do, at the end of the show, just do a fact of the week. Um, and if that's to do with mindset, it could be to do with business. It could be just do a general fact of the week, and it's just to really give you a bit more of an insight randomly of something slightly different to the topic that we're talking about. So obviously today's topic was about talking about the marketing on fine platform suite. Although to be fair, I think I'm going to rename that. So when you actually do watch this video, you'll notice it's been renamed to something else. But thank you very much for this week. It's been a pleasure to see you all. And from Rich, Ross and myself, we thank you all and hope you have a great evening. Stop so gonna get on the ride Twisting and turning through life No matter how rough it gets I'll get by Home moves with me where I roam It's in every dream I'm
will always bring me something new. Something new. Oh.